Lizzie, it's so good to see you again. I am so excited to hear about what's going on in your life right now. It's been a little while. Hi, yeah, it's great to catch up with you again. So as of today, it's been eight months since my last day at work. Oh my gosh. So happy anniversary. Thank you. Yeah, I can really truly say that I don't miss work at all. I really enjoyed the people that I worked with and I was proud of the work that I did, but I would just so much rather be spending the time how I'm spending it now, like reading, exercising, spending time with my elderly mother-in-law, getting outdoors, so much better than just all those hours and hours of email and meetings that went on far longer than they needed to be. Isn't that funny how we always complain about meetings, right? Like I was just in a meeting this morning and not for work. It was it was a club meeting, but still we we all complain about meetings, right? Yeah, well, it's just so often it seems like they're not all that necessary. And <laughs> and you know, my husband is still working. He has a lot of time off and he has uh he works from home, so he does have a good work-life balance. He's a few years younger than me, so he's still working, but he works from home, so every once in a while I kind of walk past the room where he's working and I hear one of those conference calls going on where you can hear all of those really annoying workplace type buzzwords like uh, pivot. Let's take this offline. I want to hear your POV. Oh, good insight. Energy. Game changer. I don't know. I was thinking of them all. Let's get the ball rolling. I'll circle back to you. It's just, I'm glad I'm done with meetings that include that kind of language. Right. We don't use that language with our friends, do we? <laughs> I'll circle back to you on that. Yeah. Mm. But uh, I mean, what's been going on with me is my husband and I went on a fantastic trip to Italy. And I wanted to share a little bit about our trip to Italy with you today as we talk. It was really a good trip. And I spent quite a bit of time planning for the trip before we went. That was I guess one of my retirement jobs was doing a lot of research on the places that we we're going to visit and learning about uh, different types of day trips that we could do and making arrangements for the Airbnb and all that stuff. Cause we didn't, this one wasn't one of those organized tours where you just show up. It was, you know, just me and him and I pretty much organized it all, but it, it all worked out really well. We were there for 10 days. We went to Naples, Satano, and Sorrento. What was um, your favorite? I can't really say a favorite because they were all so different. We also went to Pompeii, which was so fascinating. And we climbed up Mount Vesuvius and we took a boat trip around the Isle of Capri. So it was it was really all all great. And one of the things that was helpful in planning the trip was watching a lot of YouTube videos because I learned about things that I might not necessarily have known to to do when I would visit a place. Well, I wouldn't have thought to watch a YouTube video to plan a trip. So what gave you that idea? Oh, I don't know. I just I like watching YouTube videos about like other people that are traveling and where they go. So like if you go online, you can find a lot of YouTube videos about different places. And we had watched some about Naples in particular. And one of the things to do in Naples that I think most tourists might not think of to do is 
taking the subway there. That that doesn't sound like a normal tourist thing, but there's a subway stop there called the Toledo Stop, which is basically kind of a giant art installation with X and uh, the escalator goes like really, really deep under the ground. Like it's a very steep escalator. And then there's uh, these LED lights that make light projections that look kind of like waves in the ocean and interesting colors. And so that was something worth doing that I definitely probably wouldn't have known of. Wow. Uh, That's pretty uh, cool. Are you going to post any pictures? Uh, Like, are you going to write a blog post and post some pictures or send us some? Yeah, I can send I can send a a few pictures from the trip for you. Yeah, Um, that would be amazing. Yeah. So yeah, Naples is the third largest city in Italy, and it's older than Rome. It has kind of a gritty feel to it and uh, has a lot fewer American tourists than a lot of the other Italian cities or villages. We stayed right in the old center there, and there were some incredibly beautiful churches and a lot of like really vibrant food stalls and restaurants. The pizza there was amazing, but we walked a lot. So I, I didn't gain any weight on the trip in spite of eating pizza and pasta pretty much every day. The pizza place in Naples, one of them that we went to, uh, is a place where Bill Clinton had gone to when he was president. And actually, his photo is right on the menu. It's, it's, oh. called, it's called Pizzeria Teo. And uh, when you look at it, you wouldn't even think that it's like a place that has tables and serves wine and stuff like that, because it just looks uh, very much like a takeaway type stand. Mm-hmm. But if you go inside, then they say, okay, yeah, we'll take you upstairs to where the tables are. But yeah, one of those fabulous, get an entire pizza all to yourself. Yeah, we did that a, f- a few times in Italy. And also, I had sea- seafood risotto one time that was phenomenal. Yeah, am I making you hungry now? You are making me hungry. I'm thinking, oh, that sounds so good. And I'm also, I'm glad you didn't gain any weight. I just lost, like like yesterday, just was able to get down to the weight I was before I took my first trip in April, which, so listeners, I don't know when this will be released, but... We're in November and I just lost, I went on three trips last year or this year and I just lost the last of the weight. <laughs> I, oh. I gain weight really quickly when I travel and I it takes me for five, six, seven, eight, nine, apparently seven months to lose it. So, <laughs> Oh, wow. Wow. Well, I guess it was, uh, we had one day in Naples where we actually walked 26,000 steps. Wow. So yeah, that was a lot. We basically were on a quest to see the entire city and walking in one day with the exception of riding that that one subway stop. But we saw an amazing amount. And then when we were staying in uh, Positano, we were actually staying above Positano in a town called Montepertuti. And because uh, it's a little bit less expensive up there, Positano is a very, very pricey for hotels and things like that. But it's amazingly beautiful. But from Mont- Montepertuti, we walked down to Positano and it was 1700 stairs. Did you walk back up or did you, was there a way to take a taxi or how did you get back up? 
there actually was a bus to take oh, on <laughs> way back up. Uh, but that was an experience in itself because the road is very, very narrow. Like nobody can pass each other. And it's very windy, just kind of hanging off the edge of a cliff. Oh, and, my Lord. <laughs> yeah. And then and then the bus gets cram jammed with, with people. Um, Any chickens or just people? <laughs> just people. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Positano is absolutely beautiful. Just all different, the colors of the houses on the, the cliff side and the ocean was so beautiful and all the amazing ceramics and things like that. There's one place where you can stop and just look at this breathtaking view of all these ceramics and then with the the pink houses on the hillside. I don't know if you've been to Positano or not. I have not. It sounds amazing though. Yeah. It sounds like I need to put that on my list. Yeah. But definitely if you do uh, do as we did and go in uh, the fall or maybe in the, in the springtime, because uh, even when we were there, there were a lot of tourists and uh, that was, it was definitely past the high tourist season. So I can't imagine how crazy it would be during the high tourist season. But yeah, it was, the whole trip was really fantastic. Pompeii was so interesting, you know, just to, to think about all those years ago, the way that the Romans lived, and it's all just frozen in time. And we had a very good guide when we were in Pompeii, which we were glad we we paid the money to have a guide. And he explained a lot of things to us that we just wouldn't have known without having a guide, like looking at the the ruins to, in order to be able to tell what was a store and what was a house before. Um, there was like a little groove in the ground for the ones that had been a store because it meant they had like a sliding door, which is, when you think about it, like amazing technology that they had a sliding doors back then. Just, you know, the way that those people lived, it was just like so opulent and lavish and just it's really fascinating it's really weird that one minute they were all living their lives and the next minute everybody's dead and preserved for us to be able to see it's just weird it's just amazing and weird yeah yeah and the fascinating thing too is that they keep finding more and more discoveries our guide actually was telling us that they just recently like a few years ago found a body that was preserved. And at the time that the person died, the person was actually writing the ex- the date that this happened so that it could be preserved in history. He was writing that onto a wall. Um, Wait, did he know it was happening? The person who wrote the date on the wall? Yeah. he So he wanted it to be preserved for history of this is the day the volcano hit our town and everybody died. Oh, wow. Like, so they knew like it was an instant. They knew. They knew that they were. Well, it was they could see, I guess they could see the lava coming. And I, I don't know. I can't imagine what it was like, but I just thought it was so fascinating that our guide said that they found that. But apparently it takes like several years when they find something like that for it to be kind of processed and then put into the way it needs to be preserved correctly in order for tourists like us to be able to see it. So I think he said it would probably be five or 10 more years before you'd actually be able to go there and see this person frozen in time who was writing the, yeah. So, I mean, I think 
every time you go, you would see something different. And and going up Mount Vesuvius was very interesting as well, because, uh, you know, we, it was a little bit of a hard to hike, but, but not terrible. I was glad that I brought my hiking boots on my trip, even though they take a little bit more space. But we got right up there where you could look into the cone. And, uh, you know, just thinking about the people that live on the side of Mount Vesuvius or in Naples, kind of right below it, there, this is part of their life. There, it, it could happen again. It's so scary thinking time. that, right, because there's proof right there that it could happen. So, yeah, yeah, I wonder if they think about it. Or it's kind of like me. I live with the ability to have a hurricane. When I lived in California, I, there were earthquakes and... Apparently, they had a hurricane in San Diego, too, so you can't really get away. But yeah, you know, it's, yeah. I wonder if it's in the back of their minds all the time or if they ever really think about it. Or Well, there's uh, a lot of scientific research that's monitoring everything to understand when it might happen again. And uh, so the science is telling them that it will likely happen again in between 30 and 50 years, and it'll be a very big eruption when it does happen again. If it doesn't happen within 30 to 50 years, then it'll be an even bigger eruption because over time, things just sort of like build up. But they have some kind of warning system in place where they think they would have like up to two weeks of warning to know so that they could get people evacuated and stuff. But can you imagine if you bought a house and you have your 30, 30 year mortgage? Right. And then, oh, in two weeks, we all have to get out of here. Can you imagine the chaos that would happen? Yeah. Well, we also went to a winery that was on Mount Vesuvius. And that was a wonderful experience. It was very good wine. And we had this fabulous lunch on a terrace, tasting wine and eating pasta and looking at the view. Uh, But at the winery, it was so interesting. They don't have to water the grapes because the soil is just so rich with all of the lava and everything. Interesting. Yeah. Like you think, well, what does that have to do with water? Right? (laughs) You know? Well, I guess it's it's got the nutrients that the grapes right. need to, to thrive. So exactly. Yeah, that Did you bring any home? With rain or whatever. No, you're not really supposed to. Oh, you you can't carry a bottle. You can't buy a bottle and take it home oh, with you. Oh, the wine. Oh, uh, not the dirt. Not the grape. I, I thought you yeah. meant the lava. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not the lava. No, yeah. not the lava. Not the dirt. Not the grapes. No. Did you bring any wine home? Not from that from that winery. No, we, we actually did bring home lemoncello because we got that in Sorrento. Sorrento was a lovely place too. Just such a, a beautiful town with so many amazing, fantastic restaurants. One day, I, my husband decided just to take a rest day and go, go to a pool for the day. But I went to a museum and then I had a lovely lunch by myself in a lemon grove. I had oh. lemon lemon ravioli in a lemon <gasps> grove. Lemon ravioli. That sounds interesting. How, it was t- really t- good. Yeah. I don't so know it how it was a lemon it. filling or it was like a lemon, lemony cream sauce on the ravioli. Interesting. I'm going to have to, if I ever see that in a restaurant, which I probably won't, yeah. I will have to try it. Yeah. Cause yeah. I wouldn't think that I wouldn't think to put ravioli and lemon together that 
Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So Sorrento is kind of like lemon and everything. And there's really good dessert called Lemon Delight also. Yeah. Oh, and when we took this boat tour on the Isle of Capri, that was a great experience that we booked through Airbnb Experience. I don't know if you've tried any of those before, but they're just like tours that locals kind of create and curate. And you just go on Airbnb under experiences and you can find them. So this was a, a boat tour that this local guy just put on. And it turned out it was just my husband and I and one other couple on this boat tour. And so we went all around the Isle of Capri. Capri. Yeah, they pronounce it Capri, not Capri. Capri. Okay. Yeah. And uh, we were able to jump off the boat and go swimming in the beautiful sea. And we didn't want to get back on the boat. We could have just stayed there swimming all day. It was so lovely. And yeah, I had kind of practiced a little bit of Italian before I went. I had downloaded that app, Babbel, and tried to learn Italian. It didn't work very well. I didn't learn very much. And pretty much everyone spoke English there. But I was able to like ask for more wine or ask how much something cost. But it was kind of funny on this boat tour because I thought I was asking the guy how many years he'd been driving the boat or leading the tour, but I actually asked him how old he was. Oh, so, how did you figure that out? That that's what you he, asked him? He was a little confused and then he, he said 52. <laughs> and did you say you've been driving this boat for 52 years? <laughs> Yeah. So that was kind of funny. But but, yeah. Hey, you know what? I think people appreciate it when you try to speak the language in the country that you're in. So even if you make a few mistakes, usually they're hilarious, right? Or you're forgiven. And I think it's good. I think it's good that you that you attempted to speak Italian while you were in Italy. Yeah. Yeah. I tried a little bit. So (laughs) but yeah, it was it was good. So yeah, that is kind of the big thing that I've been up to. And now, you know, I don't know where our next adventure is going to be, but now it's kind of time to focus on the holidays and it'll be the new year before we know it. That's right. I can't believe it's been eight months. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, and you're still loving it and you're glad that you retired and, and I'm glad that you did too. Now you have all this time to do other things, learn a little, uh, little bit of a new language and exercising, you know, being a mermaid every now and then and all of the things that you're getting to do. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. And you don't regret it one bit. Like you don't miss it at all. No, I don't. I, I don't know. I still think anybody who is like bored, I, they may be just not coming up with, you just sometimes need to like look around you and see what opportunity there are for things to do. Um, and I feel like I've been kind of balancing my pillars of retirement in terms of, you know, a mix of travel and adventure and time with family and lifelong learning new things, giving back to the community. I've volunteered a few times at a food pantry. I'm going to help out with their Thanksgiving turk distribution. And yeah, I was, was learning pickleball and uh, that was that's been fun. It's it's a good workout, actually. Um, Are you going to stick with it with pickleball? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I don't really have a great desire to become like a fabulous player, but I like it just for the exercise and the social aspect. So if 
somebody else wants to just be a beginner with me and have fun, then I'm good with that. (laughs) That's good. I'm glad that you're not getting so, so competitive. I've seen a lot of injuries with pickleball, you know, because people, people want to do things that you shouldn't be doing, right? I think it keeps a lot of orthopedists in, uh, in new cars every couple of years. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And yeah, now the weather's getting a little bit cooler. So next week, I might just go to a matinee movie, just because I can. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So have you made any friends that you can just drop of a hat, go do things with say, hey, do you want to go to a movie or it's not not yet? No, not really. Just a couple other friends that are also retired, like my friend Sherry, who I went on the Morocco trip with. So if you called her up and say, hey, you want to go to a movie today? She could maybe do that. Yeah, if if it fit into her busy retirement schedule of lots of classes and fun activities that she's doing. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is fun to try new things. And for the listeners that are living in a fairly good sized city, you can check out, we've talked about this before, a program called OLLI, which is the Osher Institute of, I forget what it stands for, but usually it's cities that are near you. And even though I live in a small city, we, I mean, a small town, sort of, we have a, it's a university near us, but it's not the main university. It's a satellite office of the university. And so we have, we have Ollie classes there. And about a month or two ago, I was able to take a, a class. And these classes are short. They're an hour to three hours. They're they're not a semester long. And I took a class because I knew the I I don't know the instructor, but I know of her. And it was on bird photography. And I'm not a photographer, I'm an artist, and but I love birds. And just going in and hearing what she had to say was really, really interesting. And I don't do the the annual pass where you can take as many classes as you want because I don't take that many. But it was it was like $10, I think. And it was super interesting to hear what she had to say about how she had to wait all day long before she would get a picture because you have to wait for it to be just right. And she said one thing that I thought was really funny. I've I've had birds ever since I was a little girl. Like I usually, this is the first time I haven't had a bird. And she said, a bird always poops right before it flies. And interesting. (laughs) Yeah. So she said, if you see a bird getting ready to poop, it's getting ready to take off. And, you know, and I never really thought about that, but that is true. Birds do right before they fly, they poop. Isn't that weird? Like you just learn little information. I don't know what I'll ever do with that information, but it's, it's just funny that that's one of the things that I learned. And I've always had birds and I never really put two and two together. Well, I remember my mom telling me once that that was a tip for when you go to the horse races, you watch for which one does that. And are they going to win or what's the tip? Yeah, yeah, because they're nice and light, relaxed and lighter (laughs) and ready to run. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, the next time I go to the horse races, I'll remember that. I'll I'll see if your tip, if your mom's tip works. Yeah. (laughs) They don't really usually show that on the TV coverage of the Kentucky Derby, though. No, they don't. No, they don't. But do they show the divots where you're supposed to... No, wait, that's polo. I'm thinking of polo where you go and you stamp the divots down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So so what's next on your on your list of things that you're going to do? Is it just relaxation time and settling in? Or do you have anything else planned that, that you're planning on doing? 
Yeah, nothing else big right now. Just, you know, the holidays are, are coming up. So kind of taking down our Halloween monsters and getting the house a little more ready and looking forward to seeing my stepson over Thanksgiving. He'll That'll be back be from college. college. Yeah. Uh-huh. Great. Well, good. Well, Betsy, you know, when we first started, you agreed to do the six months and that's been over. And I really appreciate your coming in and letting the f- listeners follow your your pre-retirement, through retirement. And my question to you is, can you check in with us every like a couple times a year or every now and then? We'd love to follow and see where you where your next adventure takes you. Yeah, sure. I can definitely do that. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Betsy, thank you so much for sharing your adventures with us. And now I feel like I have to go to, you know, I I feel like I have to to follow in your footsteps and go check out the subway and the pizza and all the things. And um, thanks again. Is there any any last words of advice that you'd like to leave the listener with? Just that retirement is great. Don't be afraid of it. You can find a lot of wonderful things to do to spend your time in retirement. And the phrase that I've heard a few times is to, you're not just retiring from work, you're retiring to your next chapter in life. So just think of it like that. And you can have as much fun and as satisfying of a retirement as as I'm having. Well, thanks again one more time for sharing your your new chapter with us. And for the listener, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on the Rock Your Retirement Show. Bye. Bye. Bye.